one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello. Yes, I'm back. Andy Goldstein here and welcome to another edition of the Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast. Yeah, apologies I've been away. I've been doing uh, some snooker stuff, not been playing. Uh, apparently I'm too good for them. Yeah, that's not the case. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I am back now. And of course, I will never, ever leave you again until someone else offers me copious amounts of money, which won't happen. Right, let's start with a very busy podcast and a good one as well, I'm led to believe, because I'm looking at the words here and some of them, uh, yep, yep. Oh, Max Rushton. Anyway, most of it's really good. Let's start with the press box with Danny Kelly, Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, Sean Custis and Matt Law. It's them talking breaking news concerning... Everton. Carlo Ancelotti is set to be confirmed as Everton manager and likely to be in charge for that game against Arsenal. Let me repeat that for incredulous toffees up and down the country. TalkSport sources understand that Carlo Ancelotti is set to be confirmed as Everton manager and likely to be in charge for the game against Arsenal. Um, I'll start with you, Simon, because uh, we were going to do Arsenal here, but I love football. I get everything gets, every story gets leapfrogged by another one. Um, we were wondering which which direction um, that they would go, and you, you you even thought there was a chance Duncan Ferguson would be given an opportunity, but uh, they've yeah. obviously gone for a much bigger fish. Surprised that Carlo, but first of all, surprised that they've gone for Carlo Ancelotti, and surprised that he's taken the game. Yeah, a bit of both actually. I mean, I mean, I think what I said actually was I think it would be not a bad thing for them to do sure. to settle down and maybe think about who they were going to bring in, and there was nothing wrong with leaving Ferguson in place until probably January. If they've got an opportunity, Ancelotti is a is a top manager. Um, and I think that Everton now are moving in a direction that for some time they've been threatening to do, which is go and get a heavyweight manager. Now, whether Ancelotti's career is sort of levelling out, that's debatable, but in, in profile terms and in vantage point terms, it is a significant move by Everton because in he'll come, I suspect he'll come with rather heavyweight demands as well because a manager of that currency will put the board, specifically Mashiri, under pressure to be able to match the expectations that will be increased by the nature of this appointment to alongside the playing personnel. But I think it's a really interesting appointment and it's an ambitious one on paper. Whether Ancelotti is the right fit for Everton and his brand of football, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I do think it's 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 a heavyweight appointment. Okay. Um, Sean, either you knew about this and the back page is already set up with Ancelotti on it or you're going to have to spend most of the show tapping away at your mobile phone. Which is it? I mean, I think a lot of people were on the, to the fact that Ancelotti was coming in to talk to both Arsenal and to Everton. Um, he wanted a bit more love from Arsenal. 
And I, I Does think that mean disa- money? No, I think he'd be disappointed that didn't work out. They didn't show that they wanted him enough. I think they wanted him to convince them that he could restructure the club, you know, build it up from youth, had lots of tactical... You're hearing this, Simon Jordan. Managers <laughs> need to be loved now. They need to be told how much they love. But Everton were definitely showing him the love. And, and look, he he likes living in London. He's, mm-hmm. he's always enjoyed that. He's a gregarious character. Arsenal, for him, he thought wouldn't be a bad fit. But Everton, hey... They love him. They've gone for it. And, of course, he'd be very familiar with Goodison Park because it's where he got the sack <laughs> yeah. when he was Chelsea manager in 2011 on the steps at uh, Goodison Park. And I guess, Matt Law, um, you can still stay. You don't have to run off and write this, do you? No, no, I'll be fine. Like uh, Sean said, this is fairly well signposted. I don't think it's Hang on, none of you mentioned it when we were sat outside oh. for the last hour. You haven't been reading your papers <laughs> yeah, this week. You've been reading Telegraph and the Sun. It's been it's been rumbling on all week. Okay. I don't it. think it's a coincidence that um, the Arteta one with Arsenal has moved forward, yeah. and then this has suddenly yeah. moved. Yeah. Go on, explain, explain the relationship. Well, Ancelotti's clearly his preference would have been to go to Arsenal, and therefore, once the Arsenal one's passed, this has been able to almost unlock the door to it. Had the Arsenal one rumbled on, I don't think this would have got done yet. Next up, we can visit the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show and Sam Allardyce is saying he could sort Arsenal's defence out. He's got a point, actually. I'd play him alongside Mustafi and then give maybe Mustafi that little free roll because if you've got old Breadhead in front of your goalkeeper, no one's getting past him. Oh, as manager in the dugout, right, my mistake. Well, I take Arsenal, would you? Yeah. Of course you'd take Arsenal, well, then, yeah, I'd know I my think man so. who'd take Arsenal, but I'm never going to be in the frame, Alan. Don't worry about that. So I just uh, just think that what they're looking for, they need to be very quick about, need to be very precise in what, what they need to do. Well, I don't think they're uh, uh, fashionable for Arsenal. Uh, that's the problem, I feel, that some of, some of the... Uh, uh, the, the way it's been portrayed as me as a manager wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be associated with Arsenal as a football club and, a, and how or what style I've tried to play like I mean I've always been pragmatic in what I do and what style I play so I've always picked a style to suit the players um, I know there's reputation at a football club on how you should play but realistically when you go into a football that's club struggling it's about the capabilities of the players you've got to find and get them to play to those capabilities and then when you get results, you ask them to do more, and when you improve the team, you buy a better player than you've already got, and, and then, then, then the football the gets better, and the flair and and the, and the excitement increases from there on. Nobody will be enjoying going in at Arsenal at the moment. Mm. That's what when you when you face that as a manager, when you go in and the, you're asked to come in and do a bit. What is really crisis management, Alan? When you when you get the, this time of the year, when you're asked to do and step in, it's crisis management, and you have to start making the players believe in themselves again. It's not yeah. about what you are so much as a coach. It's about what you are as a man management, actually actually extracting the best out of the players again and, and breathing some confidence back. Time now to head over to the Jim White Show alongside Danny Murphy. Oh, I love this show. It's fantastic. Max Rushton, is it? Oh, it was an awful show today. Absolutely appalling. Uh, Danny Murphy was bang on the money as always, though. This is him talking about the story of Arsenal's officials meeting Mikel Arteta this morning, that's yesterday morning now, at his house. And if it's true, then it's his words, not mine. Very naive. I'm very aware of how managers, players, officials meet up because I've, I've done it and I know, I know people still in the game and how they meet up and where they meet up and how many lengths they go to to make that secret. So having them at the house... Stupid, right? Um, I would be amazed if Arteta has not spoken to Pep about having that meeting before he had it. I really would. So, in terms of Man City to ask Arteta to clarify his future, I mean, 
how does how would anybody know if Man City are going to ask Arteta to clarify his future? They've just made that up. How would they know if they're going to ask him to clarify his future? I think someone from Man City's phoned up a journalist or phoned up Sky and gone, we're just about to ask Arteta to clarify his future. I mean, they would obviously argue that they haven't made this up, but um, who am I to Well, know? no, it's an assumption that it's fair to make, isn't it? If, yeah. if Arsenal officials have been walking outside Arteta's house, it's easy to then surmise that Man City might ask him about his future. It's just a silly comment. But the point is, I would be amazed that if he hadn't had a conversation with Pep out of the respect he's got for him, wouldn't you think? Working under Pep as long as he had, and the way I've been mean, played against Arteta many times at Everton Arsenal, he's a purist. You know, he, he'll want to play the football that Pep plays. I might be wrong. He might, he might, he might surprise us and be mix it up. He might be varied in his approach. I can't see that. Be working under Pep for as long as he had. I think he'll go in there and try and get Arsenal playing, not like City exactly, but he'll have a footballing philosophy. He played that way. He obviously coaches that way, or he's so. Do Arsenal thing- need that right now? There you go, Danny Murphy and a competition winner. Now, on to Hawksby and Jacobs. Paul and Andy in their usual place between one to four weekdays. Not to be confused with their usual place Saturday and Sunday. That, of course, will be in a care home. Guns N' Roses will be the first band to play at Tottenham Hotspur's new North London Stadium on May the 29th. Yeah, I did see that. Along with the Danny Roses. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They won't be there at all. Maybe maybe you'll do a uh, support (laughs) set, quite possibly. (laughs) And, of course, Gary Lineker was uh, presenting Sports Personality of the Year up in Aberdeen last night. A bit of preparation, had to travel there. But that wasn't good enough for one bloke who wrote to the... uh, and they published this, it's incredible, to the Daily Star. Oh, notice that Gary Lineker didn't present MOTD on Saturday night. Was he busy sat in a darkroom sobbing his little heart out over the election result? No, he was getting ready for Sports Personality of the Year. <laughs> These people are amazing, aren't they? <laughs> They're really looking at life like that. And uh, i tell you one thing, though, it's always difficult when your son or your daughter doesn't support the same team as you. Mm. And uh, Prince William was telling Mary Berry, I don't know why, but for some reason... <laughs> well, they sort of hang out together then? Yeah. That's a bit odd. Hello, Mary, I just want to tell you this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that uh, basically... How did you find out, from Mary or...? Well, it was in the paper. Oh, okay, They're on enough. telly tonight. Uh, oh, right. A Berry Royal Christmas. Really? Uh, yeah, that's one I shan't be <laughs> watching, on the Emery hosting it? <laughs> <laughs> Berry, good evening. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a winner. Prince William, uh, who along with wife Kate appears on BBC One's A Betty Royal Christmas tonight yeah. at 8.30, tells TV baker Mary that his six-year-old son loves football. George has already written his list to Father Christmas, said uh, Prince uh, William, and we might give him something to do with either drawing or football. I try not to be too biased. I said to him, you can support anyone but Chelsea. So naturally, he supports Chelsea. So he's a Chelsea hater, Prince William. Well, is it, why is he? Is it, why is that then? Because he's well, Villa man, isn't he? Yeah. He's a Villa man. Well, why would he? Why would he have such a he's thing? He's got a lot of Chelsea. posh mates who support Chelsea. I, I would imagine that's it. Yeah, that's what well, I think. Probably is. I imagine there's yeah, quite a lot of Kings posh Road people set. that support Villa as well. Yeah, I mean you've got a very posh fan base. I've only got to mm. look at the Matthew Harding to realise that. <laughs> oh, yes. All stand there with their monocles on. <laughs> oh, very much. All the blokes so. who sit near you, incredibly <laughs> posh, aren't they? Yeah, of they course. are. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. What was this bit? Oh yes, Paul Scholes. This is a random fact. Paul Scholes used to eat a fries Turkish delight before every game. Did he, mm. did he really? Yes. That's a good fact. That's a good fact. Why that one in particular? doesn't Just take you a... any further unless you, you were a fan of rhyming slang, but yeah. other than that, I wouldn't bother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's what that they meant. describe Chelsea on Saturday. Maybe, yeah. I just, he was always, he always had a Turkish delight. It's quite a whole team did, yeah. a Turkish delight before the game, really. That's, uh, yeah. that's, that's like, true. Like racehorses. 
Hi, I'm Danny Kelly, and you're listening to TalkSport Daily. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Time now to head over to the ginger fella and the cricketer. This is Adrian and Goffey on Drive talking 442 and its return to modern football. I'm looking at Wolves as an example, okay? And and I appreciate they've spent 30 million on a striker. I think the, me- the next most they've paid is 18 million a couple of times. So we're not talking about, you know, a club that's in the 50, 60, 70 million pound market. So nobody can come on here and say, oh, they've got loads of money. They threw loads of money at it. It's not really the case. So what they do is play a different way. They, they tend to play or have played and had success and got into the Premier League and, and got into Europe playing three at the back with attacking wing backs, with creative midfielders. And generally with Raul Jimenez up front on his own, but with attacking midfielders who go and join him. It's a way of playing, but a way of allowing players to express themselves as well in a way that 4-4-2 cannot. Now, here's my big issue with with, with Sean Dyche. He's, he's doing very well uh, keeping Burnley in the Premier League. I get it, totally. And he's doing it playing 4-4-2 every single week. easy to coach. It's not hard because they can do it every single day. But what else, is, what else has he got? Is it, I mean, but he doesn't need to do hard? anything else because Burnley are not expected to really win anything. So he's coached They're not it. expected to finish in the top ten. If they do, it's an unbelievable dream season. They're expected to finish mid-table, if they can, in the Premier League every single year. So why would he risk doing anything different? To challenge himself? <laughs> but what? And risk the club getting relegated? Well, about trying to do it and staying up and being better? Would that not be a thing? It's a massive, massive risk there, what you're taking. If your bank manager was making you a steady amount of money every single year and you said, tell you what you should do next year, mate, gamble it. Gamble it all. It don't matter if we lose. It don't matter if I lose all my money. What would you say? It, Hang on, no, 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 it's the same thing, mate. Gamble, we're talking no, millions. It's not, it's not. You're, we're talking it's not. millions. Coffee, it's not, because you're saying gamble it. I'm saying Sean Dyer should back himself. 
and let's see what he's got as a coach. But that is gambling with money. Put it somewhere different. Put it somewhere different. He's not gambling what, with his own money either. You don't know because if you've got a way of doing it every single year and you get your 8% or 9% or 10, whatever you get, right? And then suddenly he said, next year, what we could do is change it a little bit. We might get 15% or we might get one. What do you want to do? It's a, do you know what I mean? Depends what, where you are as an individual. Sean Dyche is always mid-table, happy. Yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that because but the there club is, are happy because he's never going to get a bigger but, job. But that's what the club want him to do. That's fine, and that's if that if he's limiting himself, he's putting if he's setting the, the bar that low, then fine, he's always going to be uh, seen as as a, as a winner with Burnley. But if he did back himself and wanted to get, he he'll come out in some, at some point in the future and say, I, I deserve to get the Everton job, or I should have got this job at this bigger club. There's all these foreign managers coming in ahead of me. Why did they get those jobs? It's because you just play four four two and don't do anything else. You're, well, you're not showing no, I anything agree else. With that. I, I, I agree with that. And the amount of overseas coaches that have come into con, uh, to the country, they've brought new knowledge, they've brought uh, innovation. We we know that, and it's fantastic. But we see all these different formations. It really is. But now and again, I think there is a time and a place for 4 4 2. I don't think there is for every team. I don't think there is for every game. But I think sometimes there's nothing wrong with it. And I think it is a snob factor where a lot of teams will go, I'm not playing 4 4 2. Now we can hear from Chris Silverwood, the England cricket head coach, talking to our very own Guy Swindles. And they start off with the news that Ben Stokes won the Sports Personality of the Year award, which was a real shock. Unless, of course, you're watching the Sports Personality of the Year award an hour before it was announced he'd won. Chris, uh, well, here we are in South Africa. Um, but it was interesting events last night. We'd better start with that. Uh, Sports Personality of the Year and uh, a bit of a clean sweep for England. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's fantastic to see. and Everybody watched it. Uh, you know, I mean, to see Ben get the credit that he deserves there is fantastic, as well as seeing the team get the recognition they deserve as well. Uh, as Owen said in the interview, uh, it's been four years of the making, and to get there and to do it, uh, well, you still, I still get goosebumps now. It's fantastic. So, I mean, well done to everybody involved, really. Um, any pressure now on you to kind of keep the cricket bubble going? <laughs> I suppose there's a little bit, but that's a gig, isn't it? Uh, no, I mean, obviously Trev did a great job uh, with the one days and everything. It is, I mean, but Morgs leads very well from the front in the, in the white ball cricket and it'll be as much giving him support as I've spoken about before. Uh, he will keep driving that and me helping him to do that. And in the test cricket, you know what I mean, we are working on ways of pushing ourselves forward as well and, you know I mean, that will come. Let's turn now to the Test cricket because obviously that's what we're here first for in in South Africa. We've got a warm-up game, a couple of warm-up games first. Thoughts ahead of those? Yeah, I mean, it's, we're going to follow a similar sort of format to I mean, how it panned out in New Zealand. We've got a two-day game and obviously a three-day first-class game. Uh, so most people are going to go in the two-day game. Obviously, we'll start refining it down again uh, in the first-class match. But, I mean, it's been fantastic prep so far. We've been looked after very well. Uh, it's a fantastic country to, to tour as well. Uh, I mean, I've got a lot of good memories here as a, as a player, as, you know, I mean, from a youngster playing club cricket here to playing test cricket but it's uh, and a lot of the guys have got great memories of performing well here as well so we'll be calling on that but uh, yeah looking forward to getting stuck in there and a reminder you can hear the whole series v south africa that's live and exclusive on Talksport 2 starting on boxing day now time to head back to press box and discussion about meza ozil and his recent social media comments meza ozil is a, a citizen of both of this country and and Free to say what he wants. Um, are Arsenal right to to then try and back him down slightly? No, I don't think they are. I think Arsenal should have just let it go. It's only because of 
in my mind, it's only because of Chinese money that they've done that and the worry that it will harm them in the Chinese markets, which are huge for football clubs at the moment. I mean, look, he expre- it might not have been a wise or clever thing to do, but he was expressing a personal opinion, which everybody's allowed to do on Twitter, whether it's good or bad. Um, as long as he was, it was clear that it was his opinion and he wasn't trying to make it out to be an Arsenal opinion or putting it in, under any sort of Arsenal headlining or Arsenal imagery, again, I think it's fine. And I don't... Well, I do know why Arsenal panicked, but I think it's wrong that they panicked. And I think they threw him under a bus. But the, the Chinese market is a difficult one for English clubs because I remember being on tour with Chelsea when their young Brazilian player, Kennedy, um, mm-hmm. he put something on social media he shouldn't about Chinese people yeah. um, that bordered on racism, or it was certainly taken that way. And it caused them all kinds of problems. They had to send him off the tour. Um, they were worried they wouldn't be able to go back to China on tour. Well, you had a similar thing, which is why Nigel Pearson lost his job at Leicester, didn't he? Yeah. Because of, of his own son getting involved in some un- unedifying commentary about... And you've also got the situation with Vincent Tan, with you know Malky Mackay and and um, very different Moody. To what Uzzle's done here? No, I know that, but people talk, you know people you know conflicting that culture and having a vantage point, which is not taken well. I'm with, I'm with Matt here. I, I I think you know he should be allowed to express his view, and actually I think the club personally should stay out of it. You don't yeah. see Man City jumping up and down when Pep Guardiola expresses his backing for rem- ca- rem- the Catalan movement. Remember, in Spain. remember as well, this is a football club who have visit Rwanda. On their shirts. I mean, and Arsenal at, at the same weekend see fit to um, distance themselves. That's the phrase they use, isn't it? From the views of one of their players, Hector Bellerin tweets out after the election, "Bleep Boris." Mm. Not a word said about that. Now you know, but, um, but we know we know why. As Matt's just alluded yes. to it, because that's the, pathetic. The Chinese that's pathetic, isn't it? And equally, you probably won't see any players or clubs criticising the Middle East. Yeah. That, that's very unlikely to happen. If it did, with an Arsenal player, I dare say they clumped down on that pretty quickly. Well, as well, well, you've had players, I mean, express their opinions on Brexit. Eric Dyer went on there and put, and put something about Brexit, didn't he? I mean, no one really. Ba- People found it interesting, but no one was sure. outraged by it. Now I've got a little email here. It says, uh, "Dear Andy, uh, big fan of yours. Um, love the snook on Eurosport. When's that coming? Well, that's uh, February actually for the Welsh Open, but that's a totally different network. So let's leave that." Anyway, I'll just quickly move on. And this one says, not been listening to Andy Goldstein's sports bar since you've not been in. It really is just poor, even though I like Jason as a sidekick, just the presenter thing doesn't suit him. Costs and splatters too much. So when are you back? I listen to your podcast daily, so I'll listen to the news when you announce its return, your return, and I'll listen back in. Uh, no name on that one. But I'll be back. Obviously, I'm back now. I mean, that's why I'm talking to you. So make sure you... Ch- oh, another email's just dropped in. Glad to hear it. I'll be listening from 10pm tonight. Oh, that's nice. Anyway, here are the best bits of Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar. Good evening, sir. How are um, you? I wanted to speak to Jason about... I want to ask him something before we start, if it's possible. Okay. All right, all right, Tone. I'll just put you through. All right, Tone. Jay. Hello, mate. What happened to Chelsea TV? I am gutted. I live in Wigan, you know what I mean? You can still Chelsea get it. You can, you can get it on the app, Tony. You can get it on the fifth stand app. It's a pity I haven't got one, isn't there? You've got um, a anyway, mo- Jason. Okay, uh, cool. It really, as I said, I miss it. Right, as a have bottle got, of Boris. Tony, have you no, got a tablet? Have you got a tablet, Tony? No, I need Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. No, I mean, I mean, like, it doesn't matter. No, I know what you mean, so. Listen...
Well, that's it now for another Andy Goldstein Talks All Daily podcasty thing. Usually I sign off with some kind of ridiculous statement, but I've got real words in front of me. And they say this. You've been li- I've got to do it in a serious voice. You've been listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast. Please click and subscribe via Acast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Not all three of them, just choose one. Or maybe, th- maybe that help will download that. If you could do all three, that'd be great. There'll be another one of these the same time tomorrow. These are the- I'm still reading that, it's not me. And then someone's written my catchphrase down. Be safe, everyone, be safe. You can't write someone's catchphrase. It's meant to be off the... No one wrote on Bruce's autocue. Nice to see it, to see it. No one would do that. No one wrote on the autocue for Nick Thingamajiggy that no one can remember his second name on Crime Watch. Don't have nightmares. I mean, you just don't write catchphrases down. And I'm guessing no one wrote on the autocue for Larry Grayson. Close that window. People just don't do it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.